101X. Captain, or wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. I hate to start the week off like this, Matt, but I'm kind of upset with a couple of your friends that wronged me. I don't know who did it, but it was definitely a couple of your friends. Um dug through a tent, a camping tent I lent them, 
dug a hole in the center and not just dug through the tent, but dug through my 100 foot by 100 foot tarp. I discovered this hole and it was, I was camping with your friends. In fact, your wife was staying with me in my tent and don't worry. It wasn't anything like that. There was a very protect Miss Bearden sort of thing because it was cold. Uh, But I woke up kind of mad, not at you, but some of your friends and then fell back asleep and kept going back into that dream. At first I didn't know what you were doing. And then I realized, oh, this is going to be that you're having a crazy dream. Yeah. And all night long, have you ever had that where, there's an interconnected theme in all of your dreams. Oh, absolutely. That's my and whole life. My, mine was was that some of your friends, for some reason, we were all camping in a group, and there was a point where it was really frozen. Like There were several different dreams, but they involved camping. And one of the themes that even in non-camping dreams, even up until I got up this morning, this afternoon, uh, involved was that some of your friends dug a hole in through one of my tents and one of my tarps, and I was so pissed. You feel like my... Friends don't respect you. Dang, maybe that's it. I don't think they do. Here's the weird thing, and what should scare you even more. They don't know My who friends I am. are literally your friends. So it's a roundabout way of your subconscious telling you that your friends don't respect you. Dang, I guess so. <laughs> but but since, I, did, I did respect your wife. I wasn't trying to cuddle her. You know what? That's because you were respecting your own safety. Oh, I guess <laughs> so. Yeah. It's um, a, she gets hot or cold. You just you just don't touch her. Do you yeah. learn? Just don't touch her. I'd, Leave I her have, alone. I have a girlfriend. I yeah, know. Give her uh, her, pa- give her her space and her peace. Absolutely. Uh, but it was so weird that it kept running throughout the entire uh, network of dreams. And then my alarm went off and I snoozed it and I got resolution. What was that? Uh, do you ever? Yeah, it's so weird that the entire theme of it was like trying to find out how and why, why? this happened. Turns out uh, there were two, there was a couple that had a developmentally disabled child that I don't know why. I I guess in my dream was like, oh, maybe you needed to throw up, but they dug the hole in the tent and tarp for their kid. And they're like, they're like, yeah, it's because you got all these like freaky scarecrows in your backyard. So we had to do that. And they kind of blamed it on me. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) So it it turned out at the very last dream, in between snoozing my alarms, I got re- resolution. It's because I have scary scarecrows in my backyard, and it's nice it that you make a place kid. for the neurodivergent in your in your dreams. I I guess so. You and are a really kind person when sleeping. Now, can I tell you what else is bizarre? That I was less upset about my expensive tent than the fact that this tarp. That I let him use, which was folded, so it had multiple holes in, like, because they dug one straight hole. But this tarp was, I kept complaining in my dream, this is my 100 foot by 100 foot tarp, meaning (laughs) I had used it, it was my slip and slide tarp. But 100 foot by 100 foot. Yes, it was my slip and slide tarp. That's what it was used for. Now it has square foot. Yes, and now it had four holes in it because of how it had been folded, and I couldn't use it as a slip and slide anymore. Any convenience store. Yes. (laughs) You know, I actually bought one of those before and used it. Not 100 foot. Now, it might have been 100 foot long by four or five foot wide, right? No, 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 no. It was a giant square, it was massive. And we put sprinklers on it, and we covered it in uh, Johnson and Johnson baby shampoo. Uh, and we saved that tarp. We used it for. Well, of course, co- I know you use it as a shirt now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Whew. it was right there, and that it was is... really easy. And you happened to be stretching, and your shirt was doing that thing where it was peeking up over the belt a little bit because you were stretching. Sorry, it just was it's easy. I had to go for it. One hundred and one X. So 
today is the lamest because on this day in history, the World Trade Center was attacked. And I guess we forgot about this one, Matt. I remember this as a kid because it seemed horrific. Yeah, it was during the Clinton administration. Yeah, obviously things became much more horrific uh, in terms of uh, terrorist attacks and whatnot. But 1993 on this day in history... The World Trade Center was bombed. Yeah, well, there was a bombing in a parking garage, right? Yes. Um, So, you know, it has that huge complex. There was a bomb that went off. I think like six people were killed, a lot of people injured. And in all the different buildings, they had to evacuate like 50,000 people. That took all day. I remember seeing on the news, you know, because I was pretty little then, but news would be on during dinner or whatever. There was like a huge crater it looked pretty, it was pretty freaky. I, I don't mean, know any of the details. I remember, I have that clear memory of like a woman walking out of a parking structure, I think. And I want to say there was like a white kind of snow falling around her head. Now, it's weird because, you know, your memory's from so long ago and when you're much, much younger. Things start mixing knows, up. Yeah, and who knows if that's even what it is. But as soon as you started reading this, I was like, my brain originally was like, wait, it's not 9-11. Then I remembered. Oh, yeah, but, it had happened before, which is... Nuts, because the the actual 9-11 and the following wars, but specifically 9-11, seem to have erased the trauma of the 90s because thinking back, it's like, man, things were great then. But then when you remember the, it started with like uh, O.J. Simpson and the 9-11, or not the, sorry, the World Trade Center bombing. There was the Oklahoma City bombing. There was the Unabomber. Like there was some crazy traumatic nationwide stuff happening in the 90s. There like, was the entire, the L.A. riots. Yes, uh, yes. Rodney I King. mean, I was really young for that. Um, yeah. But it's just crazy how we kind of forget about that. And a lot of people have this big 90s nostalgia um, when, you know, it was pretty It was pretty scary to think about the news. Not as bad as it is now, but kind of the same motif. I feel like the Ginny... Jones, Jerry Springer aspect of having to have real, you know, it bleeds, it leads kind of news really cranked up in the 90s. And now it's it's just where it's at. Uh, but the terrorists were caught. They were Islamic uh, extremists. You want to know how the first one got caught like a year later? Oh, it's, yeah, I had no idea that anyone got caught associated with it. Like I said, I mean, that was... I that the news wasn't exactly something I was focused at at that age. I was just sort of uh, drifting through life. So, um... Yeah, tell me. They, they, yeah, they were caught. Um, one of the guys went to retrieve the four hundred dollar deposit on the rider van that they had used, or the you know the moving van that they used for the bomb. Okay, tried to go get the deposit, and they were they're waiting for him. That is a bold move. Four hundred bucks, even in nineteen ninety three money, that doesn't seem worth getting. Logically, that tells me that. Somebody was used as a middleman then to get that van. Maybe, yeah. But also, I mean, it's <laughs> you're not getting that deposit back, no. right? The, the van has been exploded. What made you think you're getting it back? But that does that does seem like it was a you know That's compartmentalization all, I mean, middleman. But either way, that that guy was arrested. A couple others were arrested, and I think like two or three, maybe four guys were. Um, Doesn't put that in jail guy know that rider trucks can't me- melt steel? Oh, good point. That's do your that's own research. Didn't completely bro. work, but there you go. Today in history, today's the lamest because it was uh, the start of some really hectic things in the '90s. So um, you know, uh, don't forget, never forget is 9/11. I'm going to coin for 1993 World Trade Centers. Do not stop remembering. Okay. Okay. 
It was some. There was some terrible stuff, and I think it all culminated with that Woodstock '99. It's time for parent pickup. He's our father, the all-father. No, not Odin. It's Matt Bearden on the Parent Pickup. Yeah, I just found out that I, I don't know if I've been lying to myself, if I just haven't seen the truth. I don't know exactly what's been going on. Uh, I'm not a big believer in pushing my children into pursuits. Into ponds. Into po- ponds. Yeah, into, into pursuits that I don't think that they want, even if I think it would be good for them. Okay, I I think that's a good idea. You know, I've had friends who have, I think, wanted their children to be involved in sports. Um, I thought my sports would be good for my kids, but neither of them have seemed very interested in it, and I didn't want to force it on them. Maybe I, a mistake, I don't know. I kind of have the opinion that, hey, you should try it because you might like it, and if you don't, I'll back you up. I do wish my dad would have – my dad was pretty cool about stuff, but I wish he would have been – a little harder with things because I gave up on stuff when it pushed back a little bit. Yeah. And I wish yeah. I'd stuck with the Adversity more. can be good for character development and all sure. those things. The point is, is that uh, both of my kids very early on in their age just kind of zoinked out of sports. And I have felt for both of them that they could get some benefit. And I remember thinking, man, I loved sports, uh, baseball, basketball, football when I was a kid. And I thought, well, I guess they just don't have it in them. To do sports. Uh, strangely, though, in the last couple of weeks, both have gotten heavily involved in sports. On their own. On their own. Good. One has gotten very involved in taekwondo. The other has gotten very involved in track. And I have two complete. I have a completely different household. I just had the first, the very first in my in years, the very first peaceful weekend in my house. There was no fighting Congrats. over homework. There was no attitudes. There was they were no, too tired. You're, you're getting them exercise. The endorphins running through the family. I don't know. And I said to my wife, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't get it. And I guess I, I think they really like individualized sports. It's shocking to me because I just, I always played team sports. And my wife said, wait, weren't you like a really big skateboarder? And then I stopped to think for a second. I was like, oh, my God. All of the quote unquote group sports that I did. Only was until about sixth grade, and, and then, I just stopped growing, and I was smaller than everybody else. And then I turned, and then I realized, oh, I skateboarded for a long time. Then I learned how to drive, and I didn't care about skateboarding; I just cared about girls. But then I got to college, and I bought a mountain bike, and then I stopped driving, and I just rode my bike everywhere in the city. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. I probably put in a hundred miles a week. Uh, I was doing. All of a sudden, I realized, oh, I have forgotten this huge chunk of my life. And that chunk of my life was that I only did individualized sports. How did I forget all that? I don't know. But Why did I forget all that? You just uh, reminded me that I had a friend in high school that his dad, when they were younger, he would make him run. Like if they were acting up, they'd right. have to go outside and run. Well, I was like, dang, that, that makes sense. To My daughter started running a little over a week ago. And I'm telling you right now, if you have a teenage daughter and you have any trouble in the house, I, 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 you obviously you can't make your children run. I guess you can. I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know who my daughter is right now. She's friendly. She's engaged. She has endorphins from running. She's happy. She's nice. And uh, and I, the thing is, I just never even thought to say, like, hey, why don't you guys try individual sports? But Because in my brain somehow, I had blocked out that I spent way more years skateboarding and way more years mountain biking than I ever spent on some sports field. But somehow in my mind, I guess maybe because that's where I that's wanted you... to make it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I think so, too. I wanted like, to be better at those kind of sports, maybe. I, I thought I played football longer than I did, but I quit by, like, middle school. Yeah. 
And I did play soccer through high school. I did wrestling on and off forever. But, but wrestling it's like, is a pretty much an individual sport, wouldn't you say? No, it's pretty team because you, you you practice all the time with the team. It's a lot of running, so you're running with the team. I don't think it's that. I mean, the matches are individual, but when you go to... I guess that's even what when I'm you, meaning. Even when you go to meets, it's like if you lose your match, it's not a big deal because you are all there as a team. You know what I mean? Like I mean, you could have just gone with me to help the spit go. Okay, I guess. Yeah, sure. Thank you. It's individual. It. Oh, God, this is well. I mean, it was individual. Such an individual sport, isn't it? Soccer was very individual for me because I was on the bench listening to my headphones most of the time. (laughs) Sorry, I mean to laugh that heartily at it, but especially because I didn't realize that you weren't that good because you love soccer so much. Well, that's part of why I wish I'd maybe been pushed a little more because I, I had two natural abilities when I was younger. I was fast, and I was a little bigger than most of the boys. Yeah. Um, not like necessarily, just a little. And then you already had a goalie. Well, no, no, I, I, uh, I was a midfielder. I was fast, and I could kind of push people around. But I hated, I hated doing, I hated running. Yeah, well, so that we would hide. Help. Like, I, if there's not that much running in I soccer. Was, I was uncoordinated as hell, and I never like tried during practice that much to get better. And you know, when you're not good, because a lot of the guys we played with, they've been playing forever, and so I'd get picked on. So I didn't care, and I wish I'd cared a little more because I could have been. Sounds like Better. you care a lot. You really, you really spent no, some time no. just now reminiscing. I spent a lot of time. I cared more about drinking and partying. Okay. okay. Well, uh, anyway, I just wanted to kind of bring it up. I might be the last person in the world to think of uh, individualized sports for their children. I don't know. I just was thinking about it on the drive up here. I was like, oh, suddenly hit me. Like, oh, no, I liked it, too. 101X, the C.J. Morgan Show, weekdays 3 to 7. We have the results of sports from this weekend, every sport ever happening. Uh, Let's start with Austin FC. I was really close, really close to winning this one, Matt. But I, I thought I would stay positive. Yeah, you and said, well, stupid. they're definitely going to lose the home opener. And they said, you know what? Why am I? I'm going to root for my team, I, and I'm going to choose that they take a victory. And what's silly is you can't will a team to work from just your brain and desire. I guess I've or learned. Or the Cowboys would be victorious every single game ever. Mavericks. Uh, I've learned that, Matt. And I think you and I both did a thing where we would pick our team to lose or bet against them. And when they won, it was win-win. Right. You know, because like, oh, it sucks I lost the bet, but at least the Longhorns won. Or, oh, man, they lost, but I beat CJ in the, you know, we'd do that. Didn't happen. You picked a draw. Uh, I, I picked, didn't win either. No, no. We both uh, we I thought both the draw was one. the really smart bet on this one, and it turned out um, it wasn't. It, 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 the pick was lose the season opener was the smart pick. That was the smart pick. It's where it should have gone. We both missed that one. I mean, they did not have their best player in, but still, to, this was also one of the worst teams in the West that beat, that handedly outplayed them. Can you go look real quickly in the first aid kit? I think I just pulled a muscle rolling my eyes at us trying to make excuses for, oh, they're missing a play or whatever. Look, they... They're not good and they're not coached there very you go. good. There That's you just, go. That's I know. Hey, I say it online and I get crap for it, but it's it's the truth. Uh, the next one, I think we uh, bet on Longhorns Baseball. But we both picked the same result, so I didn't look at that. But I think the Longhorns swept. Yeah, we uh, we looked for them to get at least two. Two out of three to win the series. So we both would win there. Uh, so we did okay. And then the last one, it com- comes down to uh, which Sawyer stole from 1027 ESPN. Picked NASCAR for us. Asked us who was going to win. I said, he said there's only three cars, right? There's uh, Chevy, Ford, Ford and Chevy, and Toyota. Toyota. I went with Ford. 
Matt went with Chevy and Toyota, which is kind of cheating. Uh, and it came down like, look at this. Look at how close this is. Look at, look at, if, if, a folks, photo if you haven't seen this photo cars. finish, it came down to point zero 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 seven seconds of a difference in crossing the line. A blurry finish. And unfortunately, we can't, Matt, I cannot see logos on any of these cars. So we're just going to have to call this week in sports a draw. Uh, that's okay. Chevy actually took the uh, victory. So I'll go yeah. ahead and take this week's victory. It did. And Matt takes the victory, which means I'll have to drop some chips. Uh, we got some punishment ideas from Sawyer. He sent us, by the way. You oh, wanna, nice. You want to read over these and see if it's anything worth trying? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to have to drop another punishment chip. Um, he says, 10 push-ups every time a certain word is said. You and I both have shoulders that can't do push-ups, so <laughs> that might be interesting. I, could, I would try for a push-up. Uh, something about eating a lemon peel, an entire lemon peel. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I like this one, a fridge smoothie. We've got a refrigerator that oh, collects. in there. Yeah, yeah. Get it, Get a nice little blender, make it. And then uh, this one would actually be kind of nice, a foot massage to the winner. <laughs> I could use one after all the work this week. No, weekend. but I'm the winner. You get to massage my feet. Well, we're not going to implement these this week. Why not? You're going to wait until I lose? It's too late. We've already got everything printed down there. You know, it'll just, it'll take time. So I, I don't know. Point being, oh, I, we I'm will. sure we can add it. Oh, man. Uh, by the way, you can text us some punishment ideas. You know, cruel, fun, funny things we can do in the studio that won't get us fired. God, potentially. I want to see you eat an entire lemon peel. I'd get a small lemon, though. I feel like that would make you, me sick. Like, doesn't it have, not lemon, something else has poison in it. Point being, let me know. Yes, yes, lemons are poison. Where should I, where, whatever you do, don't ever try lemonade. I started a new project, abandon the old AC thing. Of course, it's still dangling out of the wall. Matt, uh, can I can I come forging on your land? You've got some very forgeable propertoa, and I would like to acquire some things, if you don't mind. On my terroir? Yeah, your land, your propertoa. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can come foraging. What do okay. you want to forage for? I mean, you got a lot of wood. I love foraging. I burned a good chunk of it. Oh, I do have a lot of wood you can burn. Uh, I also have tons and tons of, like, old, you know, Miller cans, styrofoam <laughs> Just, cups. Especially in the creek. No, I need rocks, Matt. I need rocks because I want to show you. This weekend, I was, we have a chunk of... Uh, I've always, always, always done projects in rental houses, but I've kept them kind of small. And now that I actually own a house, first time ever at my age, not have, well, I guess I do have a roommate. She's a girlfriend, though. But I, uh, we have a chunk where the sun doesn't hit it. It kind of gets wet. It's just a gross thing. And so I was, I was like, oh, mulch is cheap. I'll just mulch it. And then I have these vines I can grow through the mulch. And then my fiance's like, I'd rather have that like looking like this. I was like, oh, you mean zero scaping? And she's like, yeah. So I started doing that. And I want to show you. I put down the weed barrier. I'm doing it right, too. That's the other fascinating thing about owning. Uh, Are you sure you're doing it right? I'm doing it right-ish with the weed barrier and the digging and flattening out. Plus, it's where I'm going to put our pool during the summer. Here's the problem. Rocks are expensive. Yeah, they are. Rock? How? Like, even I use decompose. I'm mixing rocks. But decomposed granite, I like the most, but I'm like, I know it's the most expensive. It didn't. It used to be the absolute cheapest, cheapest in Austin. One. Well, yeah. not just that. It but just did, but it took off. Last year, or when I first bought the house and I was using some in my fire pit, uh, it was $5 for like a 40-pound bag or whatever, 0.5 cubic feet. It's now nine ninety six. 
Wait, why are you buying bags of this stuff? Doubled. Well, because I was only, I didn't need it in bulk. I only needed like two bags for my fire pit. in bulk, my friend. Now I need it in bulk, but I'm like, oh, Matt's got some land and a creek back there that's cutting through limestone. So I figured I'd just pull my truck in your backyard and just scavenge some stuff. You got some stone, right? You have a truck, which means you can go to any one of these places and they'll fill your truck up uh, with bulk, but it's even better is do what every good, old-fashioned, red-blooded American what dad What my dad does. used to do, you go to... Cons- what you do is you go to one of these stores, okay. uh, one of these uh, supply places. You order a bunch, like a, a square yard, two, three square yards of de- decomposed granite. You start shoveling it into the place where it needs to be. It gets really hot and exhausting. So you, you do kind of a bare minimum. In fact, not even enough. Then we'd start to go through that because you didn't pack enough there. And in your driveway stays a giant mile. Yeah. And it stays there for four or five years until it becomes a very contentious point in your relationship. And not just that, but if you've noticed these rock, gravel, specially decomposed granite, that mound becomes concrete after being rained and dried and rained and dried. It becomes very hard to get a shovel yeah. through. In my neighborhood, there's three of that I know of of these mounds that have been there for a while. And I always think of that relationship and what's going on inside that house because I once had a pea gravel uh, mound in my house. And while I got most of it to the backyard, there were just some remnants that just kind of stayed there. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, we'll drive over them. They'll find a place to go. And one day I just realized uh, that it had apparently had been bothering my wife because she let it all out at once. All at once. Uh, You See, the difference between... uh, Y'all and my dad is my dad did that with sand. He had a, I kid you not, for like 50 bucks, a dump truck load of sand <laughs> delivered in our backyard because we were going to level uh, an right. entire area of the yard out. My dad didn't do S with that. But you know what I had for like a year and a half? A sand hill. A, a sand hill taller than I was, yeah, Matt. It's amazing. That was the greatest thing in the effing world. But what I'm thinking now is also learning from my dad is we had a pea gravel driveway and anytime it got low, I'd go with him. We'd drive out to a construction site where they. <laughs> so now I just, instead of going to your yard to yeah. forage, I'll just go to these people and be like, hey, man, you fine with your wife? Let me get that gravel out of here. Yeah, let no, me you're, get that you gravel. can do a huge favor to other dads out there just by just by going taking and saying, their hey, I can help you get. In fact, they might pay you to take it. You know what? They might. Uh, but I have learned to ask because while I've gone foraging in my neighborhood for firewood, uh, sometimes people. Sometimes they, that's theirs. Yeah, you shouldn't pull up into somebody's driveway and take anything. Oh, lesson learned. Lesson learned. I'm, I'm the new homeowner. Okay. The- He's quickly become one of Austin's most famed, beloved weathermen, and now he's leaving. David Yeoman is uh, taking off, heading out into the Wild West. I actually didn't research why he's leaving, but, uh, you know, KXAN was helmed for the longest time by Jim Spencer, Jay Spence, the fun, lovable weatherman and uh, David Yeoman in the last couple of years pretty much stepped up, became massively popular, became the chief meteorologist, and now he's leaving. He's pretty handsome too. He was is, he, uh, is he the guy that you liked? Yeah, yeah, he's a guy I really liked. He was yeah. uh, one of my. I mean, Jay Spence is always my number one. I think my wife is into that Avery Tomato guy. Yeah, yeah I like Avery Tomato. He's is fine he the too. one from A and M who tried talks to make, about Longhorns? Yeah, yeah, who tried to say, oh, the, the, this weekend's weather report is going to be uh, a flooding of tears at Memorial Stadium. <laughs> Not bad. Okay, I get it. Yeah, you except, poke a that the, bit. except that same weekend, the Aggies lost by like 60 points. Yeah, but it doesn't count. It's only, uh, 
if you're an A&M or OU or especially Texas Tech fans, you don't care about your results as Texas. You just care about your results. You don't care about your results. You care about Texas, Texas losing. Results? It doesn't matter okay. who they're playing. Uh, but David Yeoman, I get, he's moving on. Uh, Jim Spencer's going to step back into lead uh, weather person role for now until, I guess, KXAN finds someone else. I can't say meteorologist because uh, he's not a meteorologist. Uh, Jim Spencer's not. You don't have to be the head weather person. You don't have to be a meteorologist. Is that why you're looking at me weird? No, I'm wondering if there's some back, backstage drama. I don't know. I think he's leaving. Like, everything seems celebratory. I mean, he's probably going to a bigger market. He became a massive star here. What's really a bigger nice market than Austin? We're NYC, the largest baby. stand-up paddleboard yoga market in the entire nation. I know. Why, where, where else would you want to go? Where else can you find this many hot goat yoga studios? It's hot. It's hot. I, I will say, like, uh, they're still pretty big here. But, dude, where I grew up in Tornado Alley in Amarillo, the the weatherman was king. Really? Like, the it, most famous person in the city was the weather. And we had a guy who was an astronaut, and we had a guy who was an Olympic wrestler. And do you think it's weird that we live in a city? Dave. live in a city where the biggest local celebrities are the bartenders? Like, hey, that, yeah. like those are the people where people are like, ah, oh, look, it's them. It's yeah, it's the guy that makes the margarita it on rainy. Sense. Uh, I remember first watching uh, David Yeoman when he was early new at KXN. I'm like, oh, this dude's awesome because, like a lot of new weather people, he went down with the team to cover the Hurricane Harvey story. Ended up getting worse, so they went to a shelter to check on things. The people at the shelter were like, hey, y'all should stay here. We're rated for uh, for this hurricane, and they're like, "Well, we just we we're at a new Holiday Inn that's rated for Category Five. We'll go there. Things will be fine. The storm's going crazy. All the generators go out, and then suddenly they're in the eye of the hurricane. So this is him describing later on walking outside of their Holiday Inn, which was brand new, rated for Category Five. Harvey was a Category Four, uh, and what they kind of saw." We went outside and we rounded the corner and uh, these storm chasers that were also there had these big panel lights and they turned them on and they shone them up on the side of this three or four story hotel and there was nothing there. Half of the hotel, a whole side wall, four stories of it, had been ripped clean off. It was not on the ground. I don't know where it went. And all you had were these open ends of the hotel hallway on all four floors and the open sides of the staircase. I mean, down to the, the plywood, the two by fours. Everybody sort of went from being polite and professional <laughs> and in their own little silos mm-hmm. to uh, survival mode. And I remember watching this live on, uh, I don't know if it was streaming on TV or what, or the internet or TV, but I remember watching it live and they're like in the eye of the hurricane and they're like, we don't know if we should stay here. The manager's being weird. And when the opposite end of the hurricane, when the winds come through, is it going to rip off the other side of the building? It got really bizarre, but I didn't know how bizarre it got with with things afterwards. Obviously, he lived, but it does does seem pretty dicey, especially when they were talking about the the manager of the the hotel they were at and whether they should leave and drive to this uh, storm shelter and if they could even make it there in time before the I think they're in Rockport and if they okay. could make it to the storm shelter before the eye passed. Uh, we decided to stay put because we didn't know the condition of the other building. But the manager of the hotel um, just went off the handle because once the eye came and everybody started arguing, he became this um, kind of a different guy. He went from a really nice, hospitable Papa Bear figure uh, into uh, someone who was really unpredictable, 
And I, I always tell people I was more scared of that guy and being locked in a building with him for the whole night than I ever was of the storm. It got to the point where my two photographers and I had to have a sidebar. We strategized what we would do if we needed to subdue this guy, if he totally went nuts. That's, that's <laughs> insane. That is, whether that's all completely true or not, that is, that's a hell of a fun story. And we're going to miss you, David Yeomans. Uh, God, I guess, you know, when you go into this. How old are you, by the way? Uh, old enough. Because you just spent the entire segment essentially talking about weather and the weather guy. So congrats. You are officially 65 years Thank old. Thank you. The internet has never been so easy. The internet. Now, what would you do if you found out your sweet, young, innocent daughter was going to work on an offshore oil rig? I'd be pretty stoked that she was making her money the way her old man did. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, But first, a few clips from the internet over the weekend. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene Smith Shid, whatever her name is, uh, she was talking about how... She's become the new spokesperson for Trump almost. Like, that's who uh, defends him after weird speeches or introduces him at rallies. They love putting her on camera. I don't know Let's why. Let's not pretend like she's the one, but I know where you're going. Why wouldn't they put Bobert on? She's more attractive and not as loopy, right? Yeah, but she lost her, her seat, didn't she? No, she, she didn't. She ended up winning, I think. Oh, she's running in another district. Oh, okay. Okay, point being, uh, I just found a good clip of her introducing Trump and misspeaking, and I thought I would share it with you. Why not? You can hear the excitement here in the crowd. They're cheering, and they're excited to see President come. Now, (laughs) I think she meant to say they're excited to see President Trump come on stage, but instead it kind of didn't go well. You can hear the excitement here in the crowd. They're cheering and they're excited to see President come. Now, (laughs) (laughs) just a little misspeak there. Uh, I got another clip, Matt. I want to. I want to share with you the president um, you do not want in your hair. No. (laughs) How do you think it's so like bratty and messed up? Just years of it. Uh, Last week we uh, talked a little bit about inside the NBA on TNT because we have a. A friend who does sports, Sawyer Stoll at 1027 ESPN, and another friend, Danny Goodwin, who's a comic that does really good uh, impressions and stuff. And then I found an actual video from inside the NBA, and I know Charles Barkley is often painted as kind of the the foul-mouthed, dim-witted idiot, but he's talking with Draymond Green. Draymond throws shade at his suit, and listen to how quickly... He has a comeback ready. Yeah, I think I mean, actually that guy is fast and smart. I think and he's great. actually really fast and really smart. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. How much you pay for this suit? I'm probably about thousand dollars. It looked like. It. <laughs> hey, okay. Hey, you know what's funny about that? You know who was asking about you the other day? Who's that? Nobody. Is <laughs> <laughs> that quick? I, I don't know why that uh, that cheered me up, but it. You know, oh, that's really funny. Uh, you know, uh, that reminds me. You know, I was asking about you the other day. Who? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> like, that's just, you, you can't, you, you can't force that kind of wit and quickness. I really like that crew. I do. I really they're, do. they're the best. I've, I've, I've you, watched have them. Have you ever seen them when they talk about San Antonio? Yes. They, dude, because dude, the Mavs used to play the Spurs San all the time. All the time. Absolutely. Because uh, I've watched them for years because I'm a Mavs fan. And the Mavs used to actually be consistently good. 
Uh, but they would cover the Western Conference, so I always watch them. But, yeah, the way Charles Barkley talks about the girls in San Antonio. It's brutal, churros, dude. It's hilarious. Uh, last thing, let's get to a new TikTok prank. I haven't listened to this. Um, I, you know, you have a young daughter on TikTok, so I just thought I'd play it for you. But apparently it's uh, a girls calling to tell their dad they got a job on an oil rig. Heard of Exxon Mobil? Yes. It's like an oil company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw like a job posting and I applied. It's an apprenticeship yeah. opportunity in an offshore oil rig, and it pays so much money. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, you're in the middle of the ocean. The wind is blowing. It's probably one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. But they offered me it, and they said you'd get trained. Because you may die. Why they offer me it? Do they think I can do it? That's insanity. <laughs> That's kind of cute. All right. that It took a minute, but it, I was like, all right, just listen to the way that girl talks and the dad. It got there. I'm sure we could explore and find funnier ones. But in the meantime, uh, let's get back to our, uh, our oh, he's, he's about to take the stage. Hold on, ladies. We're going live to a political rally in Oklahoma City. You can hear the excitement here in the crowd. They're cheering and they're excited to see president come. Now- <laughs> We're so immature. It's not going to ever not be funny, though. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Welcome back to Weird or Wired. Matt's going to present us a little bit of science. I have an addiction when it comes to Netflix, Prime Video, all of those things. The addiction for me, though, is putting things in my what to watch next bin. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you spend... You spend a day just finding, like, all right, what am I going to watch? And you never watch anything. I don't ever watch anything. Yeah. I just keep putting things it's not a bad idea, in my, my favorites, Ben. I've watched, I don't know how many two-minute clips from movies and said, well, that looks good. I definitely want to watch that one. You know, Spencer and I do this, like, we talk about this in video games where you go through acquisition mode. Okay. Where you save up charms and energies and chorus seeds. That you can use later, but you never end up using them. Right. Well, this woman named Emma, she says she doesn't have that problem. The problem she has is that she streams and streams and streams and streams and streams and can't stop watching movie after movie. She's somebody who's a writer. She's doing most of She's doing what uh, a lot of our listeners probably do now, which is the the old work from home, WFH. Uh, we don't do that. We work from studio, WFS. Anyway, she said, you know, you know, in the background, she just constantly has something on. It's constantly going. So she tried to break herself of the habit, and she has come up with what she says is a solution. Um, asterisk. Turn off the TV. Asterisk. Okay. Asterisk. I'm giving it a heavy asterisk because I find this one strongly in the weird category. All right. So and her- it's not bizarre. It's just I don't get it. I don't get how she came to this conclusion. Is that what you're saying? No. Th- well, I don't know. Here, here's her fix. She goes to Walmart, Target, and other stores and buys DVDs. She says that she's gotten rid of her streaming services and strictly just watches DVDs. All right, so maybe it makes it to where there's some interruption to where you have to physically get up and change the DVD. You can't just click next, next, next. So there's... It gets her off the couch, out of bed, and I, I maybe may she says there's no. Yeah, she basically she's saying, look, there's no autoplay feature that goes on to the next thing and triggers her to watch then the next movie and not get more done. I think this is a problem maybe for people 
that aren't me, and by that I mean that don't have kids at home, I could see myself getting in this trouble when I was single, perhaps. Like, she's saying, like, oh, I'll waste a Saturday. I don't go do anything. But yeah. I don't have the opportunity, sometimes it feels like, to watch even 15 minutes of whatever, see, so I don't. I, I don't either. I can't sit down and watch things, and I get frustrated when my girlfriend will put something good on, because then I'll sit down and start watching. I'm like, i, I got to get up and do stuff. Uh, I have a similar addiction, which is basically just my headphone with either music or podcasts Mm -hmm. to where I constantly have to have that in. But the good thing about that is I'm able to move and walk around and usually it encourages me to do that. But I I completely understand because you just go from one. It becomes almost like white noise to where when there's silence or nothing, it doesn't matter what you're watching. But the fact that when it becomes just you and your own thoughts Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe there's something deeper there. Yeah, I think, isn't there a multi-billion dollar mindfulness, uh, what do you call it, industry going on right now? Yeah. And isn't that mindfulness industry just who we were as kids? Like, the whole idea is, hey, quiet your mind. Yeah, we used to always have quiet minds. There was nothing on. There was nothing to do. Here's what I find particularly weird in her justification for this DVD way of breaking the cycle. I mean, I kind of get it. But I don't think she's even convinced herself because she's talking about what a great bargain it is because she's like, for my $5, now I own the movie and I can watch it anytime. I was like, I don't think that's how entertainment works, does it? Yeah, uh, I there's a whole physical media discussion going on right now, but maybe she's on to something because it is kind of fun. We have a coworker in sound design, Candace, who I don't know if you've ever noticed, but there's a lot of random like pitch perfect and pitch black two opposite movies, but there are like a lot of DVDs in the break room a lot. She started going to Walmart, Best, whatever, and just grabbing random DVDs out of the bargain bin, making herself watch them. No matter what it is, she watches them. When she's done, she brings it to work and gives it away. And that's become her form of entertainment because it's like random movie night out of the bargain bin. Okay. So maybe... Well, maybe I'm completely wrong in this. Now, when you because when you explain it like that... That sounds a lot more interesting, like it's a weird, bizarro task. Because, yeah, it's a task, and when you're done with it, you're done with it. The difference is, is this lady's that you're talking about is keeping them. Well, she's saying, like, what a great deal it is because now she gets to own it. But no matter how much I spent on it, why do I want a copy of Look Who's Talking Now? Did you know? Whoa. Welcome to our learning segment. Okay. Uh, Matt, did you know? What? The Pope, uh, most uh, powerful religious figure in the world at uh, certain points throughout history, the head of the Catholic Church, sometimes the head of all of Christianity. Oh, wait. Is that who the Pope is? Yeah. He's the Pope. <coughs> uh, for almost 300 years, the office of Pope was almost certainly a death sentence. Did you know that? 28 of the first 31 consecutive popes were violently murdered. Really? Now, I don't believe in murder, but maybe this has already been done in like some dystopian novel. But don't you think like if you're going to be elected to be a leader— for a certain period of time, let's say if you get to be a leader, you have four to eight, you have eight years. But after you're a leader, after you get the glory of being in charge and and the response, it should be a woeful responsibility that no one wants, that only the most honorable, best people get to do. But after that, you die. You have to die once you're done being the leader. That way. Well, it sounds like for a while they did there. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, it makes sense. It's a, it's. It works that way because... I would have thought, like, after the second... Let's say after the third... Pope? You go, it's no longer a coincidence that they're getting murdered. It's now a pattern. 
And when, if they would have offered it to me, I'd have been like, nah, it, I don't think that's really from. Or is it just it's too much to resist to have a gold bathtub? It's worth getting murdered for a gold bathtub? I guess so. I mean, yeah, it absolutely is. Unfortunately, it conducts electricity really well. So they were just plugging that, you know, putting the Pope's hair dryer in right there. You can't fool me. They didn't have a hair dryer back then. They didn't have hair. That's why they wore those hats. Yeah. Uh, did you know? Did you know in 1962, a Montreal Canadiens fan tried to steal the Stanley Cup from a display case in Chicago? He was arrested after breaking the case and was taken promptly to jail where he stood trial in front of a judge. The judge said, why did you try to steal the Stanley Cup? And he said, I was trying to take it back to Montreal, quote, where it belongs. Okay. Uh, What was his sentence? What, what, what What happened to him? He had to stay in Montreal. No, no, no. He was in can- he was in Chicago. Okay. Uh, they fined him ten dollars. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could you imagine what would happen to- in today's world if you broke into a place, broke into their, and then tried to steal their trophy? I can't imagine. And they would just be like, "All right, all right, you're just you're, you're good get sports shot. fun. Good sports fun. Yeah. Here's ten bucks. Ten bucks, please." Uh, did you know? Uh, there's a knob cone pine. What is a knob cone pine? Well, it's a uh, very special kind of pine cone that actually requires fire to complete its reproductive cycle. The, the cones, they, they stay closed for many years, so tight that nothing can get in them. But when there's a fire, such as, you know, a forest fire from lightning or something, right. they pop open. It allows reseeding. Uh, so the, uh, the knob cones become embedded in the new growing wood as the tree matures. So it's a very unique, special kind of thing that only with the destruction of flame reseeds and repopulates the forest. Yeah, thanks. Mm. That whole thing broke my brain. It did reading it, too. So essentially, it's a very... You know what? I'm not going to go back and reread what I just read because even then, still... Fire good for Knob Cone. Okay, there you go. Uh, Did you know in Barcelona... That's it's so Barcelona it. for most of us, but if you spent one summer backpacking in Europe, yeah, Europe then it's Barcelona. Barcelona. They don't give you ice in your water. Did you know in Barcelona? Uh, in Barcelona, there has been a church under construction, the Sagrada Familia Church. It's been under construction for over 130 years already. It's not expected to be completed until 2026, 2027, sometime. And those are the earliest estimates. Oh, Though man. this is not the first time they've had an estimate of completion. It's just, to me, it sounds like someone's got a pretty good gig. Like, yeah. It's like the whoever, the contractor that's going to be out on to the expand I-35. I-35. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, they've been building this church for 140 years, and they're just like, almost, almost. Yeah, we'll uh we'll get to painting there. I probably next week we can get to painting. We just we gotta you know you're doing it wrong. Uh, probably next week we'll get the painting. This Barcelona shirt. Ba- Barcelona. <laughs>